0: a blue-collar economist doesn't have to have a degree. A blue-collar economist doesn't have to be a pundit on television talking about the economy or the world economy. A blue-collar economist is someone who lives every day as a working-class person in this country. And those economists, like myself blue-collar economists are people that know the the intricacies of what it's like to have to work and save and overcome the obstacles of lots of work and meager wages and a high cost of living. These are the people's opinions that actually matter because their experiences are real. They're on the ground. It's like when you work for a corporate environment. And let's say you work on the ground level. You work in a store or a restaurant. So you know what the culture of that store or restaurant is like. You know what it's like. Um, the, just the, the idiosyncrasy is how it works when you open the store and who's in the kitchen or who's doing freight in the back. and um, You know the ground level. And how ridiculous and how frustrating is it when you have some corporate schmuck come in Once a month, because it's his obligation, and blows into the store and starts ordering people around and telling everybody to change this and change that, and you're doing it wrong. And you're instead of listening to the people who are actually working in the store or the restaurant or whatever business it is, instead of actually listening to the people who are doing the work, the hard work, and maintaining the viability of the business, you got some asshole who walks into the store who hasn't even seen it, doesn't know you, probably didn't even introduce him or herself to you, and walks in the store and starts telling you how to run it, starts telling you how to do your business. When you're the one getting up in the morning and doing the work there, when you're the one putting the blood, sweat, and tears for for the minimum wage that you're making, when you're the one who's trying everything you can to make money for a company or a business, and you got some corporate schmuck who comes in and tells you how to run the store. That's so frustrating, and it's frustrating because they're not connected to the experience on the ground. And that's what's so frustrating about the economic situation and the political situation here in this country, is that we have people determining policy that has nothing to do with people on the ground. It's not connected to the core of this country. It's not connected to America, to Americans, to the majority of people. It's not connected. Everybody says, oh, this in Washington, that in Washington. I think the frustration comes from the fact that the policy that we see, the ideas that we hear, the arguments that we hear talked about on television and all that bullshit aren't connected to real things. It's like a corporate schmuck walking into the store and telling you what to do. And you just got to eat it. But the difference here is we don't have to. That's why we have something called a democracy. And if the majority of people have a, have a particular way of living and a viewpoint and want equity and fairness in their lives, which mo- most people do, then they have the power to reflect that or the power to try and reflect that in their leadership. It's really hard, though. It's really hard though because we don't really have a democracy because the power that is supposed to be utilized by people to ensure that they have leadership that represents them is intercepted by interests, by lobbyists, by money and politics. And so that the, the, the action, the, the, the democratic participation is stopped, it's stifled, and that's so frustrating. And so when I see people on television talking about the economic situation or the plight of Americans, yeah, I listen to them, and there's a lot of great economists out there. Um, there's a lot of great thinkers out there. But when it comes down to it, it's pretty simple. And that's where I listen to the blue, blue-collar economists. That's when you drive into a city like Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Detroit or Philadelphia, and you ask someone who's working for a living there, how do you make it through? And the basic thing is this. Do I have enough money coming in as opposed to going out. And there's a lot of factors that go into it. But do I have enough at the end of the day to pay all my bills? Am I going to make it to the next paycheck? Now, that struggle can be a learning process, and it can be, at times, a process of growth. But at the same time, we don't want people just getting by. We want people to take a little home. We want people to profit. We want people to have a little extra because they're the ones who are going to stimulate the economy. The American middle class, so to speak, spends more diversely than anybody else. They're the same people that take their kids to a corporate place like McDonald's, but they'll also shop local. They'll go on vacations, but they'll also have staycations. They don't necessarily just spend privately. They spend across the board, diversely. We want those people empowered. So if we're going to take a lesson from anybody, I'm going to take a lesson from the blue-collar economist. Maybe I should coin this phrase. Because these are the people I'm listening to, and these are the people that know what's going on in the ground. Not the corporate schmuck who has no idea and is disconnected and flies in in his Cadillac and then leaves and thinks he knows everything. Listen to the people who are on the ground, who have their hands dirty. Their viewpoints are valid. Their ideas are worthwhile, and maybe they can actually offer something to the growth of this country.